Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. It's summer programming again and I thought it would be a good time of year to pull out Accent of Women's Snapshots. For listeners that don't remember, Snapshots was a series of radio features with women who had recently come to Australia from different countries. We produced a double CD set of 19 stories back in 2011. This week and next week, while most of us are enjoying the festive holiday season, I'll be playing you a selection of these snapshots, so enjoy. My name is Mary Smith. I came from Sierra Leone. I came to Australia to come and join my husband. My husband came 2004. Me came 2011. You know, when you have children, no husband. Hmm. It's very hard. I have two. One. At that time, it's one. between the rebel and the civilian. So after that time, everything is hard. I saw they are cutting hands, legs, burning house a lot, killing people. Australia is very nice, nice country. Some people are nice, some people are bad. Like sometimes I went to shopping at coast. Okay, there is a lady that I met that in the cashier. Okay, I give the lady the money. I don't know whether it's because I'm black or whether the lady didn't take the money through my hand. Like the fortnight, the money that I pay my husband the fortnight. Okay, if you pay rent, lights beam, water rates, no, there is not a lot of money to take care of the children, for buy clothes, food, so it's very hard. Because St. Aline say, until two years and six months before my, they will start to uh, pay me for my children, but I don't know why. No job, in case, if I call now for a job, they will say, no vacancy, there's no vacancy. I don't know whether because I'm black, I don't know what, but they will say there is job, but when you go there, they will say there is no vacancy. So I don't what the government should do. Mm, life is good in Australia. There's a lot of food. <laughs> the food in Australia is very, like if I have $20, I can buy what I want. But in Sierra, if I have that $20, it's not enough to what I want to buy. I prepare to stay here. Nusheen Hangju. Before I came to Australia, uh, I came to Turkey and then I went to United Nations and I had some process in there. And then I came to Australia and trained. I was in Turkey about two, two years and eight months. 
and I was, I'm a Baha'i woman. As a Baha'i, I had lots of problems in Iran for my children. And when I went to UN and explained, I have this problem. And then I accept me as a refugee, religion refugee. And then I came to Israel. I was very confused. I'm worried about future as a mom because I had a very young girl. I was worried about her, but after a while, I be relaxed because she went to language school. Uh, she through the Baha'i community, she get a, she got a relaxed and. When my children are relaxed, I'm relaxed. That's why. It's so hard because of language. I still problem with this language because of my age. But it, I try to learn English, and the people in Australia are very friendly, are very helpful. They respect us as a person as a human we don't have this in Iran as a Baha'i woman as a Baha'i mom I was you know we didn't have this in Iran and I find this in this country I study English at first and then I study in Tate I got my diploma in children's service now I'm looking for a job. Lots of my family at the moment live in Iran, but my mom and my brother, they are living here. I miss my family. I'm worried about them because the problem they have, the young people couldn't uh, go to university in school and high school our children have lots of problems I'm worried about my young relative and also some of my relative because their beliefs they have lots of problems with you know government someone go to prison and you know they have some lots of problems like that I miss my country. I miss my country because I born there. Uh, my friend, my relative lived there. Uh, I miss there, but I'm happy here because of freedom. I can talk, I can live, I can educate. My children can educate. It's, it's most reason for me for living here. I'm happy here and I miss my country. My name is Betty Wei. I came to Australia 2005, April 27, with my three children. And my half brother, I live, I live with my children. It was long story, 
because first war entered Liberia and we ran away. We went to nearby country, which is Ivory Coast and French-speaking country. Then we went Nandi too. Then I, I was in Ivory Coast. I got my two older children, which made it there, and one karma. Then another war entered 2002 in Ivory Coast. Then we ran. We went also in Guinea. We was in Guinea, but I was pregnant with my little one, the, my last baby. We went to Guinea. We managed by sleeping in the bushes, eating some purple, pineapple, all stuff or things. And we, we managed, God was with us. We went Guinea. On, we were living on a refugee camp and Camp Lenny for, for three years. One evening, I was going to a friend's house. I saw a bulletin. So people were looking there. I went to look. So when I went, I saw my name. <laughs> they said, better way. She went to sit for interview on the, on the, on the 29th. It was August, the same August. So I started thinking, because I haven't yet country by the name of Australia before. Yeah, we only knew about America, you know. So I was thinking, but when I went to the house, I told my brother. He too went and checked. Then he said, oh, but they say Australia. Do you know Australia? I said, I never heard about Australia, but God will make way for us. So when I came, I told my other friend, my neighbor, my 10 neighbor, who are living in the same thing, sharing the same thing. I told her, she said, why is there they taking a single parent alone? They, they taking you to I mean, Australia, maybe to harm you, because we married and they're not taking any of us. So I don't think it's a good idea. I said, well, because uh, Liberia, not good for me. And before I was young, three years old, when my mother died, and also like maybe 15, my father died. So when the war entered, there were no way I have my uncle, aunties, um, two brothers, two sisters, all the last, um, all the second to the last. But from my mother's side, all the last. But Jacob have a mother, stay in Liberia. So I said, no need. It better I go Australia there with my children because I don't have nowhere to go. My mother whom I depend on, they have already born the, the place. So I don't have nowhere to go. But unfortunately, when we went for medical to come to Australia on our way back to the camp, the, the car was sponsored by Australia government. So I don't know what happened to the driver. The, the car, the car crashed. Had a dangerous accident. And a lady was she was pregnant in her normal. She died. 
another lady was sitting at my right hand side. She died, but I have my little boy in my hand. And my, this my red leg went on on the car seat. So my leg got broken, but nothing happened to my two boys. And my first girl, my daughter, she was in the other car that was in front. She was there with my, my half-brother. So nothing happened to the two of them. But my children, they are good. Yeah, they are very good. My little son, the, the baby one, he, 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 in a certain movie, they call Angry Boys Group, Samuel. Then my big boy, he, he also got a scholarship for fast runner for Victoria. And he also play basketball and the only thing difficult thing for me now, I have to pay away Zoom one and two tickets. I have to buy <laughs> to, to buy it for, for him every time. And I buy lunch for the three of them. The sister too, she she in here now this year. Also North Northeast Horsing Gaming House are on the waiting list. Of course my list is still so and they have a lot of bills to pay. Sometimes when I pay, then they bring another one, cheating, cheating. But still, <laughs> by God's grace, I came to Australia because my brother and sister, my auntie, uncles with their children, sometimes I can also help them. Yeah, because Liberia have a president now, but it's still very hard because they need to build temporary house to live, no food. Yeah, but still, Liberia is good, especially I'm very, very happy for my, my children. Yeah, because they're learning. They're not like some children these days. They don't care for their lesson. When I was in Africa, because my parents left me young and they died, I only stopped in primary. Australia is pretty good for learning. If you don't put your mind on it, it's different. But for me, I was wanted to learn in my country, but there was no way. So I promise that I and my children will stay learning. almost five five years next year will give me five years because my mom came to Australia and um, when she came to Australia she wanted us to come over so it's what I came to Australia because my mom was here it because of the war that separated me and my mom because I was in school and me and my little sister, we left in school and it 
Then the war came, so my mom had to go separate, and me and my little sister have to go separate. So uh, it was very horrible, <laughs> very very horrible. I don't I don't really like to talk about that because it's very hard to be like, you know, at that time I was like 14, 14 with um, five year old sister. So it was very hard for me that time. It's, it was like um, we, get, we got separated in 2000. So from 2000, and my mom, I didn't see my mom out to 2007 when I get here in Australia. Yeah, so it was like seven years before seeing my mom. Yeah. Things went good because like you have a lot of opportunity here than Liberia. But I really like Australia and I really enjoy Australia being in Australia because like, I have achieved many things in Australia since I've been here for the past years. Now I'm going to school, I'm doing hairdressing now. Yeah, so, and I've been working for like four years in the hairdressing industry and I really enjoy my work. And uh, when I was in Liberia, I wasn't working because I was going to school depending on my parents to do everything for me. Here in Australia, they have more opportunity than Liberia because Liberia, there is no enough like no, no enough money. You have to struggle before you get money, but here you work and you have more money, you enjoy yourself and you are happy. The only thing is like, when you are working, you just work, work, work. You don't have no time for yourself. But compared to Liberia, if you have like just a little money, you are very happy in Liberia. But there is no money there. It's very hard to get money for yourself. You just have to depend on your parents to do everything for you. Everyone has their right and everyone should be treated equally in Australia. I was standing in a pew and this, this and Lily said that I'm standing in front of her and I was like, I was standing here and she said no. And she was like, oh, talking to me like, you black. Yeah, saying, like swearing at me. And someone came from the bike, this white lady, and she said, it's not good. She was standing here before you. So yeah, but it was my first experience when I came. Don't think I'm black and you, you are white. Maybe you think like, because I'm going to school and only African in the whole school. So some people like me and some people doesn't like me, but it's life. And I'm very happy to be in Australia because if I was in Liberia, I won't have what I'm I have now and I won't get the experience, the opportunity to do what I'm doing now.
Amal Rabi. I lived my whole life in Iraq. I was born in Kuwait and then like I was two years old we went to Iraq. I lived in Iraq 13 years. My whole life was in Iraq. The life actually was difficult especially after the war. The war happened and because I am Palestinian it was difficult for me to, to live there after the war. Anybody can get like killed or murder, kidnap, anything. We had to move Iraq to leave Iraq in any way. We went to Jordan. In Jordan, they didn't allow to us to enter Jordan because we didn't have any passport or any anything with us. So we stayed in between Iraqi borders and Jordan borders for four days. It was really difficult. We, we didn't have anything. We just stayed in, in desert. We were about 88 people. It was so difficult. There were children, women, men, and old people. And after four days, we returned back to Iraqi border. We stayed for two months in tents. It, it was really hard and difficult in the desert. Then we moved to Syria, to a whole camp in, in Syria. We stayed in a whole camp for four years, four years of suffering and life was very, very difficult. The first, we lived in tents uh, for six months. They built us houses, they called them houses, but it was like very, very small house. It's like room with kitchen and bathroom. It was not healthy at all. But we had to live there because we didn't have any other place to go. Resettlement countries started to, to uh, coming to the camp and take people out of that camp. We said to them to, in Syria, we, we don't want to stay in this camp it, it, because it was difficult life, hard life. And then we applied to Australia. Some people in Australia helped us to come, uh, to, to come to Australia and we were in contact with them. We didn't know them before, just uh, we contact them in, by telephone and yes, we, we talked with them and they helped us to come to Australia. I was happy that I'm going to come to Australia. I, we got our visas and we came. Many people will come to us when we first come to the airport. Like we've ever met them before, but we were very kind to us. We went to their houses and they showed us the, oh, the place, Australia itself. Like this is Australia, this is how to go out. And then like the second day we arrived, we had community guide from the government. He helped us to uh, to settle in this in the country. We they were help the, the country helped us for six months with AMES, and we had a caseworker and community guide. They were taking us everywhere, and we went and uh, like we went to Centrelink to the bank. We did all these things, and they showed how to to use public transport. We learned English, we went to English schools, me, my, my parents and my, my three brothers. Me and the three brothers were in the same class. <laughs> we all happy that we are in Australia and now like 
I learned English after that I uh, enrolled to university easily. Yes, I'm doing Bachelor of Science. I hope to complete my study and uh, after that I like an ambitious person actually. <laughs> I like to I like to complete my study and get my PhD degree and I I wish to do something useful to all the human beings. That was a selection of Accent of Women's Snapshots, a double CD set of 19 stories of women who had recently come to Australia from other countries. Snapshots was produced by me, Giselle Hanna, with the support and assistance of Juliet Fox from 3CR, and the CDs were released in 2011. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. And that's the digit 3, not spelt out in letters. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.